Amen. Thank you for that new worship song. That's a beautiful one. Thank you, Felipe. Please feel free to have a seat. And I'm going to pray for the children. And Shana is going to want you come over here so the children can gather around you. Let's go ahead and have the children among us come on up. You can come to Shana and let me pray for them as they're coming up. So, Father, we're grateful that you have elevated and used children even in their uh, faith as an example for us. We ask that you would continue to work in us to have a childlike faith. And that as these precious little ones go off to a time learning about your love, our prayer is that with each new day, with each new morning, going to school and then being with family, that these, that these precious little ones would gain a fuller understanding of your love, the adventure it is to follow you. Asking that you would be caring over them in their coming and their going. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So go ahead and head out with Mishena. Uh, once again, welcome everybody. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. And one, the big announcement is the impact meeting, the impact events that we're doing here on campus. You heard Pastor Christie talk about it last week, uh, October 3rd. It is something happening right here in your own sanctuary, so we can take advantage of it. She has four different speakers that are going the second. <laughs> October 2nd. I'm so good at announcements. October 2nd. I'll stick to preaching next time. October 2nd, we're having the event here on your campus. There's going to be people coming from all over Southern California to be here uh, for that event. It's going to be from 9 until, uh, I think, till dinner. And there's four speakers that are coming in to talk about crossing barriers, to talk about what the gospel is and how we relate, uh, relate to other people and sharing that gospel. There's someone coming in to talk about uh, how we work across the conflicts we have with other people. May those be political, social, whatever barriers those might be, be uh, in front of us. So there's going to be a time for worship. In fact, your worship team will be here leading that. And then also we have um, people from our church that are going to be preparing a meal also. So this is a something that you as a church are very involved in. But I want you, if you to be here to experience this day. So October 2nd, uh, I am one of those people that are speaking, so also when you're coming, you get to hear more than I would have to talk about some of those subjects. And lastly, we are going to be having uh, all of the global partners that we work with in Impact zooming in to that time. So throughout the day, we're gonna be hearing from people from Haiti, from Honduras, from Romania, from Turkey, They'll be also a part of the conversation and encouraging us and challenging us as the American church. Okay, so October 2nd. If you want to know how to sign up, Impact is connected to our website. So if you go to our website, riveroftheValley.org, you can find their um, impacts right there, and her, her website has the information to fill out. Because we do need to know if you're coming since we're having food. Okay, so please let us know. Any questions, you can also reach out to me. No problem at all. We're going to enter now into a time of prayer. 
We'll be finishing our time with the prayer that the Lord Jesus taught us to say. Um, I want to begin praying for the world at large, and then we're going to zero in further and further down until we get to people that you know in your life that are needing to be touched by the Lord today. And when I get to that part, I'll be giving a space for us to mention the names of any people that we would like to present to the Lord today. It's good to do this. We have the story in scripture where the friends of a man who, who had been paralyzed are, is taken to Jesus and they lay him before Jesus um, with that type of faith and knowing that healing uh, and that comfort come from, from the Lord as that source. So we can do that today also. Would you pray with me? Father, you have the whole world in your hands. And as we see all of the issues that, that come in our news feeds that we read about or that we see, um, we ask that your, your hands would, would be molding and shaping the brokenness in this world. Indeed, you have promised that you are ordering all things for good of those who are believing in you. And yet we often have a hard time seeing this. Our eyes can be filled with, with the anxieties that come as we see the brokenness. So Lord, our prayer is that in places in the world where there is poverty, where there is violence, in places in the world where there is unrest, in places in the world where, where people are taken advantage of in, in ways that affect the, their quality of life and even the ability to have life, we pray, Lord, that you would come quickly. Lord, within our own country, we know that this uh, brokenness is prevalent. The, divism, the divisive nature of, of our climate, it, it, it continues. And as, the, as this uh, specter of COVID continues to bear down upon us and and as we know people who get sick, and also as that creates division among us, Lord, we pray that in this, in this land, that your church would be known for its unity, and especially as we pray for the good of the place in which we are. We pray for, for those who are in control of government on national levels, but then here in our state, in our city. Lord, we pray that you would be giving them the wisdom that comes only from you to be able to guide and to serve the people well. Lord, here in our own neighborhood, we know of homelessness. We know of people that are working through job loss and confusion, not understanding maybe who they are now and where they're going next. Lord, I ask that you would raise up the river of the valley to be a witness in this storm. That you would be encouraging us to step out of our boat onto the waters where you are, holding our hands out with your message of peace and reconciliation. Lord, we also want to bring these people to you now that are burdens upon our hearts and we've carried them in here on uh, in our minds people that are are struggling or that have um, a certain health 
uh, issue or, or maybe it's mental or emotional. Maybe, Lord, we're bringing someone to you today that is so far from uh, seeking you that, that the darkness and the confusion invades them. So, Lord, hear us now as we lay the names of these people before you as we say them out loud. Oh, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And we now ask that as we offer the names and we offer the lives of these people to you, that you would also be ministering to us. That even as your presence and your spirit is now moving in each of these persons' lives, that you would return to us confidence that you are indeed living and active. That we can trust in the ways that you are moving in this world in spite of what we see, in spite of our own logic and thoughts in spite of our own emotions, Lord, we can trust. And here together, we are asking that your Holy Spirit would be, would be conferring upon our hearts, would be establishing a firm foundation in our thoughts, that you are the one in control, that you have the whole world in your hands. Lord, hear us as we say those words you taught us to pray. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
We're going to invite Pastor Dan to come up, and he's sharing the word with us today. Thank you for being here. Um, and just in case this is uh, a new face to you, Pastor Dan is uh, one, of my, one of my mentors in life. Uh, he's been a part of my journey of faith for decades, and I'm grateful now that he is in the area close enough where um, we can even uh, receive the wisdom of his experience and his, also his faith. So thank you so much for doing this. Let me pray for you before you start. Lord, I ask that now you, your spirit would fall upon your servant in a new way, that you would take all that is in his heart and mind to share today, that you would bless it in such a way that it becomes your very word spoken to us through your scriptures. But we ask this in your name, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's, uh, it is good to, to be with you all this morning, and um, I thank Jonathan. I, it's always a pleasure to be here uh, with you, knowing what this church is doing under Jonathan's leadership and all of you um, as you burn brightly here in the San Fernando Valley and begin to reach out to your neighbors. I think it's, uh, it's awesome, and I'm, I'm all for what you are about here in, at the river. I want to read a couple of passages of scripture. The first one, you know, and uh, you can say as much of it with me as you can. Uh, the first one is Psalm 23. And uh, so let's uh, just, if you, if you have pieces of it, say it. If you don't, that's fine too. Just listen carefully to the words. So here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I'd like just to repeat one little section for you. Though... I walk through the valley of the shadows, the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. And then over another passage of scripture in Timothy, uh, Paul writes to Timothy, and Timothy's in a difficult place. Uh, and this is 
Yeah, this is one of the little parts of what he says to Timothy. I remind you, Timothy, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but God gave you a spirit of power and love and of self-control or translation sound mind self-control. Fear is a strange thing, so let's pray and see if we can talk about it a little bit. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Just another day, Lord, and yet a day that you've made, a day that you have given to us to live. And Lord, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds to you, that you would fan into flame that ember of God's spirit that when we say yes to you, indwells us. Thank you, Jesus, that we're here. Uh, be present with us, Lord. In Christ's name, amen. So this is a, a great church, and Jonathan is a really fine leader. I always enjoy meeting with him and having coffee with him and, and, and talking about ministry at it's a, it's a joy, and, uh, and I know that you all find this church as a place where you can be fed, where you can be nourished, and where you can grow in Jesus Christ. So this is a strange time, no, that we live in today. Uh, it, it's so strange. I was, uh, I was watching the pictures, as I'm sure you were, of 9-11, and just the the overwhelmingness of that event and some of the some of the th pictures of fear were or, or even watching the pictures you felt I'm, I, I felt the fear uh, but then you watched and it was just remarkable to me to watch some of the firemen walk into those buildings one one fireman I, I just he was just uh, they captured him somehow he had fire hose on his back and under his arm, he, and he said, I run marathons, I'll go. I can run up the stairwell because the elevators had stopped working. And you begin to think about how far up that was, you know, 80 some odd stories. And uh, I walk up two flights of steps and I'm winded, but, but he was gonna run up all of those stairs and the fear was not there, I, I, I was just, uh, un unbelievable to me to see him take those stairs and take off to save people's lives without the fear. So we have some pictures, I hope. Ah. So, so fear is a strange thing. Fear uh, sometimes is really good to know what to be afraid of. But sometimes fear controls us and, and it almost immobilizes us. I can, remember, I can remember in high school, I had driven down to church to an event and I had parked my car and probably it would be like parking out behind this building out here. Um, and when I got back to the, 
church after the event. Um, I had talked to my friends for a while, and, uh, and then I, I walked over. Everybody had sort of left, and I walked over to my car, and it was in a dark spot in the parking lot, and uh, I began to open the door, and something inside moved. And I was terrified. I was scared out of my wits. Now, we've all, we've all, um, we've all been there, right? Someplace, sometime, you can remember the fear that controlled you, the fear that scared you so much that you were immobilized. Fear, fear at times is a good thing to know what to be afraid of. But fear sometimes is a terrible thing because it does indeed. This cord is going to drive me absolutely crazy. It is totally wrapped around my feet. I'm, I'm afraid of the, of the cord tripping me and making me fall down in front of all these people. I'm scared. Um, the fear that, that when we don't keep it in check, God gives us fear. But the scripture says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, a, a fear-based reality. And as we begin to let fear weave its way into our lives, it begins, it begins actually to take over. Ah, there, worked. We have a, a house up the street from us, and um, it started out a lovely home, and, uh, but they had what's called creeping fig on a little area of the house. Now, I don't know if any of you know about creeping fig. You probably do, some of you. Um, but it, it, if you do not keep it under control, anybody have creeping fig around their house? If you don't let it, it's, it starts sending out these shoots, and it sticks to the wall. And so these shoots will go along, and they'll stick, and they'll keep going and going. And then the shoots will send out shoots. And, and, and pretty soon, and the house up the street, they didn't, they didn't, start trying to keep it under control and it began to take over the house and if you know about creeping fig it'll find a crack it'll find a place and it will worm its way in and you've got to keep it if it's really nice on a on a wall that keeps it trimmed and in place and it's just like fear men and women if you don't keep it in control it takes over your life, and you have a spirit of fear-based reality that controls your life. It's amazing that Jesus was pretty much aware of that. Remember the story of uh, the, the disciples, and they, they set out on a fishing trip, and a storm comes up? And they're scared of the storm, and they're fighting against the waves and the wind. And, and all of a sudden, they see a ghost on the water. And they do like I did when that person moved inside of my car. And by the way, it was a homeless person. And I had left my car unlocked, and they had crawled in and were just finding a place to sleep. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, and walked away. But disciples saw a ghost 
on the water, walking on the water toward them, and they were sore afraid. I love that word, sore afraid, don't you? I mean, it, it, it's so descriptive of what happens when fear begins to take over and control our lives. Sore afraid. And what did Jesus say? What? Fear not. Fear not. Jesus says in the New Testament over and over and over again that simple little phrase, fear not, for I am with you. When I was in seminary, some dear soul uh, gave the seminary a bunch of money to, uh, to bribe us uh, students to learn catechism. You know what a catechism is? It's a teaching tool uh, with questions and answers so that you learn the truth of the gospel with question and answer. And so they set up this fund, and if we had learned the catechisms, the Westminster Catechism and the Heidelberg Catechism, that they would pay us 50 bucks. Now, I was a poor graduate student, and that 50 bucks seemed like a really great idea at the moment. And so I started trying to learn, worked at it, the catechisms of the Westminster and Heidelberg catechisms. And I, and I took uh, the exam. I probably didn't study as much as I should have. And I didn't get the 50 bucks. But what I did get, and which has stayed with me all of my, most of my adult life, it's not over yet, hopefully it stays with me all my life, um, is the first question of the Heidelberg Catechism. And the first question of the Heidelberg Catechism is this. What is our only hope in life and in death? And the answer comes back. Our only hope in life and in death is that we belong. We belong not to ourselves, but we belong, catch this now, listen carefully, we belong body and soul to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is so powerful. We don't belong to ourselves, but we belong body and soul to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we say yes to Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God comes into us, and we belong. He holds us in his hands. We belong to him, body and soul. What a wonderful, what a wonderful statement. And so what I've tried to do in my life is to take statements like that, to take the, even this passage that we read in 2 Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind, and to make it part of my life. Because in Timothy, just before that passage, it says to Timothy, it says, Timothy, fan into flame the spirit that's within you. That spirit of power, love, and of self-control. Sound mind, self-control. And so, so 
all the way through the centuries, people have recognized, even Plato, courage is knowing what not to fear because there are things, wisdom is to know what to fear. And so what God is saying to us when he says fear not, he's saying don't have a spirit of fear for God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us the emotion of fear so that in wisdom we know what to fear. When I was a kid, um, I was out on a hike with a group of other kids from a camp, and, uh, um, and the counselor says, oh, look, there's a snake. And I was quick, and I was fast, and, and, uh, and I grabbed that snake. And, and I spent two weeks in the hospital, almost losing my arm because it was a rattlesnake. And, and, and so, so we know that there are things to be afraid of but not to have a spirit of fear because it does, just like the creeping fig, become paralyzing for our whole life if we let fear take over. If it's trimmed and kept in the right spots, it is helpful and preventative from getting bit by rattlesnakes or other such things. But fear didn't come, a spirit of fear doesn't come from God. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but God gives us a spirit of power, love, and self-control. So where does it come from? Where does the spirit of fear, the, the fear that takes over and paralyzes and makes us freeze or, or become so enabled that we, don't, or we are not able to do anything So when the Spirit of God comes in, we need to be able to say and fan into flame that spirit that God has given us, the spirit of power, love, and self-control. And how do you, how do we fan into flame? Have you ever built a little campfire? How many of you built a campfire before? Most of us have built a fire, right? And sometimes we get that little tiny spark down there and then what do you do? Yeah, you blow on it, you fan it, you, you keep kind of pushing it along so that what does it do, finally do if you get it just right? Yeah, it bursts into flame and you go, ah, yeah, we got the campfire going, yay. And that's what Paul is saying to Timothy and he says to us that God, when we say yes to Jesus in our lives, the Spirit of God comes in. But God says, Paul says to Timothy, you need to fan it. You need to keep it, the ember from just going out and dying, but it needs to be fanned. It needs to be nurtured. It needs to be pushed along so that it goes poof and bursts into flame. And that flame then of the Spirit of God gives us a, a, a catechism and a sense of how to live our lives. It gives us the sense of how we live in a world of fear and not being fearful, full of fear. Oh, yes, know the thing that we need to be afraid of, but not full of fear. How do we, how do we keep bashing that fear and keeping it in its place like the fig? How do we keep it trimmed? We blow it into a flame 
in our lives. And how does that happen? How do we live with that kind of a burning awareness of God's presence? That catechism of the first question of the Heidelberg Catechism, what's our only hope in life and in death? Our only hope is that we belong not to ourselves. When you keep something like that catechism in front of you and keep reminding yourself daily, a daily prayer that says, Lord Jesus, I belong to you. Help me live this day to your glory. Make me thankful for the things I see and help me from having a spirit of fear. Give me the wisdom, Jesus, to know the difference between the things I should fear and the things I should not. It's a daily fanning into flame the spirit that God has indwelled us with so that it becomes a life way of living. It's good to come to church. It's good to sing the songs. It's good to see the people that we admire. It's good to hear the message. But unless it becomes a daily activity in our life, and, and I say this to myself as I say it to anybody else, if God didn't give us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and self-control, that self-control of the spirit of God, it's sort of that interesting thing, isn't it? That unless we daily give it some energy, and that's a decision that God helps us make, but that we on our own need to say, I'm going to spend some time today being conscious of who Christ is in my life. I'm going to commit my life today, whether we get up a few minutes early, whether we, whether we do it uh, in some place during the day, every day, before lunch or, or after dinner or whatever it might be, that we spend some time on a daily basis fanning, as Paul says, into flame the spirit that in, has indwelled us to keep that fig from taking over and being a spirit of fear in our lives. Please protect my mind, Lord, this day my heart from the creeping fig of fear, from loneliness, from anxiety. Help me this day, Lord, to find the things that I'm thankful for. Help me be, be glad in this day. Psalms says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in this day and be glad in it. May God's spirit indwell you and may you make the decision daily to fan that flame into a reality in your life so that you are not controlled by a reality of fear but a, a reality of God's presence holding you in his strong hand. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that your spirit is a spirit not of fear but a spirit of power and love and self-control. 
Lord, help us make the decision to fan into flame that spirit that you have indwelled us with, that we might be agents of your love and reconciliation in this world, that we might live fearless lives for your kingdom. We pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. As we move into our time of offering, there is going to be an opportunity for anyone that would like to uh, spend, spend a moment having someone pray over you because maybe this spirit of fear has, has taken up shop in your life and you would like someone to be praying over you in that. Uh, Pastor Dan and I will be actually back here by the back window and the two of us will be back there and we can pray over anyone that would like to come and have... Um, us help you fan that flame of courage. We have our offering box here. Uh, there is an opportunity to be supporting the ministry of our church with the resource the Lord has given you, and I, I invite you to take that opportunity. Let us pray for this next moment. Lord, may you continue to let the words that we have heard continue to rebound in this place, that you would use this next moment of offering, that we would offer ourselves to you, and to the courage, and, and to fan that courage uh, to, to quell this spirit of fear that would so easily try to invade us. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I didn't realize that today have women's team singing for us. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Let's sing together. 